Welcome to our weekly and Episcopal Sermon podcast. We are so glad you found us. This is a live recording of the gospel reading and sermon from last Sunday's service at the Episcopal Church in Almaden. The life of this podcast depends on your listening support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, simply subscribe to this podcast on your channel of choice. Come, join us along our shared path for today's episode. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus's head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please pray with me. <clears throat> May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated.
just because I think you can't say it enough. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Indeed he is. Good morning and happy Easter to each and every one of you. If we haven't met yet, my name is Canon Martha Korianek, and I'm the canon to the ordinary in this, our diocese, the Diocese of El Camino Royale. And I am beyond excited to be here on this very special day with all of you. I'd like to start with a question for you all to consider today, and that is, what is your favorite Easter tradition? Maybe you have already had a steady stream of chocolate all morning. Maybe you have already participated in or are about to participate in an Easter egg hunt. Maybe you look forward to an Easter ham at dinner. I'm guessing that at least one of your favorite traditions is to come to church because, after all, we sing what I might call our greatest hits. And I bet at least one person in this room at some point this weekend watched Jesus Christ Superstar. I have always loved how during this time of year, because it's a holy time of year not just for us, but also, as you all know, for our Jewish friends, conversations about religion and faith and God come up quite frequently. They even pop up in our media outlets. Each year on Easter Sunday, the New York Times posts at least one op-ed on the topic of Easter. You may have read some of them already this morning. There was one from two years ago that still stays with me. It was called The Unsettling Power of Easter. It stuck with me because it started with Holy Saturday, and I found it relatable. Holy Saturday, that day between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, that day in which the whole world was holding its breath as Jesus lay dead in the tomb, the author likened this to our having experienced the pandemic, our having been shut in in our homes, fearful of death, mourning those who had died. And Holy Saturday was relatable. And yet even with these very difficult realities in our world, they're actually tangible, real, and therefore we can wrap our mind around them. What is much harder for us, the author went on to say, is the idea of hope. Here is a quote. The terrifying prospect of Easter is that God called the disciples to turn, return to the same world that crucified Jesus with a very dangerous gift. Hope in the power of God, the unending reservoir of forgiveness and an abundance of love. It would make them seem like fools. Who would believe such a thing? It is true. Hope is hard to hold on to. Hope is hard to wear proudly in the world. 
And yet, and yet, hope abides. Sometimes smaller, sometimes bigger, but it never goes away. Hope lingers. It stays with us long after we think it will. Hope is always there, always at the ready. Emily Dickinson famously wrote, hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without words and never stops at all. Which is why I believe we all come back year after year to hear the story again, to remember the empty tomb, to recall the disciples' despair and profound grief, and yet how it turned to hope. How Mary Magdalene went from weeping to clinging to Christ. Because one of our very favorite Easter traditions is hope. The empty tomb gives us hope that when we are hopeless, God is still at work. The weeping Mary Magdalene gives us hope that just when we think we have come to the end of anything we can imagine, God will take us farther. The disciples' misunderstanding gives us hope that when despair seems like it has the final word, God keeps speaking. Jesus calling Mary by name gives us hope that when God feels very far away, maybe even dead to us, God will return, call us each by name and we will realize God was never really gone. That bit of hope that lingers in our soul, that comes forward whenever we need it, that sustains us, and especially when it feels like it's all we have, that hope, that spark, that is the resurrected Christ in each one of us. And that is why hope has so much power. It has the power to comfort us. It has the power to let us be there for others. It has the power to transform lives. It has the power to change the world. Because hope and its power is the resurrected Christ in each one of us. In the church, we often talk about being people of the resurrection. So I often get asked, what exactly does that mean? Just as each of the disciples had to draw their own conclusion about what it meant to see the empty tomb, so do each of us have to decide what it means on our own to be a person of the resurrection? For me, it means being a person of hope. Not optimism, not 
happy-go-lucky, out of touch with reality, naivete, but grounded, powerful hope. The kind of hope that looks at the world and says, God is not yet done. And it means one other thing to me, too, that that bit of me where hope resides, that part of me where the resurrected Christ has found a home, that is the space where I return to remind myself every time I need reminding that Christ is there because Christ is here. Christ, through the resurrection, never leaves us to be alone. Our relationship with the resurrected Christ will never end. And that, that annual realization is my favorite Easter tradition. This Easter and every day of your life, may you be people of the resurrection. May you be a shimmer of hope in a world that so desperately needs it. May you bring forth that hope with the knowledge that Christ is working through you, with you, and for you. This Easter and always, may you feel Christ's presence with you and within you, knowing that not even death can stop his love for you. And that, my friends, is how very loved you are. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on An Episcopal Sermon Podcast. May this episode inspire you to apply lessons from these teachings to your everyday life. If you found inspiration in this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast through the channel of your choice and spread the word. If you would like to see the full service from which today's sermon was drawn, visit our YouTube channel linked in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to donate any amount to our listeners' support on Anchor or visit the donation page on our website, www.churchinalmaden.org slash donations. 